What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Week 10 Recap episode. It's myself and Garrett tonight, uh, so we're going to get right into it here. We'll start off with my matchup versus Andrew. Yeah, my team is officially just a dumpster fire. It's a free win for plays <laughs> me unless you have a really bad week. Um, I mean, it's really just – there's no upside. I mean, all of my top players now with Cup out for the season. I mean, Cup, AJ, obviously no Devonta all season. Jordan Howard didn't do anything. Those are my four highest upside guys. And there's really nothing out of there. So my team is really just dead there. Um, but on the other side, Andrew, again, with the Drew Brees and my Thomas stack, um, kind of giving him a really solid floor. Uh, Cooper looks like he's going to be used a lot going forward. So that's really beneficial for him. Ingram had a good bounce back week. We kind of all saw it coming a little bit, even though they weren't really just rushing him and salting the clock. He had some good breakoff runs. Disappointing return from injury from Michelle. But going forward, he might have some more work. That was just kind of a crazy loss there. Uh, Jordan Reed's been pretty disappointing, but he's got like a four catch floor and John Ross again, catching a short touchdown, which isn't what he does, but at least he's hopefully going to be usable, even though he only had two catches. Um, so just kind of a low floor there. Um, but he'll have digs coming back next week. Um, so, and Sammy Watkins could be back next week as well. Uh, do you have anything to add there, Garrett on either side? Yeah, we kind of talked about it before in the preview about the Saints matchup with the Bengals being possibly an Ingram game, and it turned out to just be an everyone game. Putting up 51 points on Cincinnati it was just totally dem- demolition. So Andrew's team, three of the top players from that team, easily stood to gain, and I think that's what really pushed him this week. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and then, yeah, on your side, Ben had a big week, like we all thought, bigger than even some expected, and I think you might, you and Hop might be tied for the record of people being out for the season with Cup going down. And then, like you said, the rest of your guys have ceilings of 15, minus Jordan Howard having multiple touchdown weeks. But he had a pretty average day. Sadly, he was pretty underperformed this whole year. Fitzgerald and Harris, you know, pretty pedestrian. Even Richard and Burton, just like, like you said, just pretty low ceilings. So not a terrible score, but you just you want more. Yep, yep. I don't know. There's nothing really I can do here. Just hope for the toilet bowl. All right, next we can move on to Kurt versus George. Kurt finally scraping out a win here despite a double goose egg. Um, you know, Baker put up a decent score. Evans disappointed again. Landry really seen some low target counts the last couple of weeks relative to the early season uh, games, so it's pretty concerning, especially going against Atlanta. Golden Tate didn't do a whole lot in his first week back, but hopefully with some time he might produce. Uh, big scores out of his running backs really carried him there. Uh, I don't know why he played Vernon Davis over Uzama. I mean, you got to play the starting tight end there, even though it was a good matchup and Jordan Reed hasn't done a lot. Um, you know, that's really just kind of risky there. And Mike Williams, I mean, you hope for at least five points there. Um, but you really didn't get much. Uh, do you want to take Georgia's side, Garrett? Yeah, Georgia's side, very disappointing considering that Fournette came back and Coleman kind of had a bounce, you know, came back to earth a little bit this week. Uh, he traded for Funches. That hasn't really worked out, but that, like I said, that was just a blowout. Carolina was not in the game, which also hurt his Cam Newton score. Marvin Jones got injured in the middle of that Bears game, which kind of limited him. Jimmy Graham... 
I think was just not a part of the game plan against Miami. They were really focusing on Aaron Jones for once, so didn't really have too many targets to go around there. Um, and then, you know, his his man New England defense didn't do much against Tennessee. He's looking pretty good these past couple of weeks. So Fournette came back strong, which is encouraging, but it could be too little too late when he figured that this would be a pretty easy win, but just had too many players let him down. Are you still on the uh, George for playoffs train? Uh, I wish. I mean, that that Panthers game really just totally fucked him. Like, he had Kurt put up a, a massive seven points from the players he got in that hall from Jay, and he still couldn't capitalize. So, just disappointing for George. Yeah. Yep, I agree. All right, we can move on to one of the closest – or I think the closest matchup of the week, uh, James versus Manny. James defeated the Giant. He came back with, again, just the same score he seemed to get every week, aside from the past few down weeks of, like, 146. Um, Mahomes, I mean, obviously a great floor, but pretty let down there and a pretty, I guess, fairly weak defense in Arizona, but they've been better than, you know, uh, it's looked on paper. Uh, Robert Woods continues to have a really great floor, just hasn't really popped the last few weeks. Galladay got some real garbage time work, uh, helped his team there. Deshaun hasn't really gone off. He hasn't caught a long bomb with Fitz since uh, Fitz came back from uh, that whole quarterback debacle there. Kenyon Drake kind of a letdown after the trade there. It's disappointing to see him get only like four or five touches. We all saw David Johnson's game coming. Kansas City's been horrible against pass-catching running backs, and he's one of the best. So, I mean, that. I mean, we all saw a good game coming, but still not 40 points. You can't project that. Doyle, uh, you know, got taken down right at the goal line. Could have had a bigger game, but he did enough. Amendola, really good floor. And, you know, his kicker and D score was all right. Uh, do you want to take your dad's side? Yeah, pretty solid score for my dad. Only a couple weird game script things, I think, took him down. Uh, obviously, didn't have Deshaun Watson. Alex Smith did his absolute floor, which he seems to always do. 178 yards is just barely a starting quarterback in this league. Jeffrey was limited not so much by Dallas, but by Ertz's monster game on the in the Sunday night game. Uh, Edelman, Beckham doing what they do. But the Chiefs players have really boomed from these past couple of weeks. Kelsey and Hunt were limited by the game script against Arizona, where it was just like they're using Spencer Ware a lot. They're just trying to like keep the clock because they got an early lead. Like Mahomes didn't really have to do too much and they didn't want to risk Hunt. So right. kind of a kind of a double double whammy there. But Really encouraging to see for my dad's team and just as a Packers fan in general that Aaron Jones really having one of those breakout games. And Rodgers, I don't know if you guys saw it, was talking about it today about getting him more, more touches because the dude's explosive and he's shown it off. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, he increased his yard per carry on the season from 6 to 6.76 after this week, which is pretty crazy with, you know, 15 carries or whatever he had. Um, yeah, so I mean, he's finally got the role that we all kind of were hoping he would have, uh, even in the preseason after that suspension. Uh, I do have to say, with how close this game was, James got really lucky. If any of you were watching the game last night, Odell was wide open, yep. bomb, and uh, Eli just noodle armed it, and then he also slipped and missed a second touch or you know another touchdown. So uh, you really kind of got lucky there, um, but that's fantasy for you. Yeah, and then same thing with James. I think David Johnson, you know, has been only improving with uh, with Leftwich doing the doing the play calling now. Obviously, had a great matchup this week, but it could be just too little, too late for him in terms of production this year. Yeah, um, I think James is 
uh, yeah, he's pretty far out of range in the yeah. fantasy playoffs. I was looking at his points against, actually, which is unfortunate. He's up there as well. Um, but I'm still on top with over 1,500. Uh, <laughs> next closest person is, what, 1,444 with old Hopster. Yeah, I good. think one one question about James's team, if you were in his spot, it seems like every time he plays McCoy, he does nothing, and every time he doesn't play McCoy, he goes for over 12 or 15. What? How do you handle that if you're him? Because um, I remember us talking about, like, oh, you probably should send McCoy for someone more high ceiling, but then he goes off against a team like the Jets. Which... Well, you you put him on your bench, and then at 12.59, you swap him in, and then you hope that he doesn't notice that you put him on your lineup, you know? Because <laughs> obviously once he sees that he's in people's lineups, you know, he's going to not go off. But uh, I don't know, man. I it's it's fucking tough. I hate that shit. Um, it happens a lot. And how do you handle? It? I don't know. I mean, you just play him going forward and know that. I mean, his floor, if he doesn't get injured, is higher than most players, I guess. At this point, I mean, he's been looking pretty good. Um, and he's got Jacksonville coming up. Miami, he'll be playable. Jets, you got to play him again, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you want to play the matchup with how old he is and and the fairly low floor he's had but i mean only one catch it's it's tough man i don't, I really don't know um i think it's interesting because he's now traded for two running backs spent countless fab dollars on eagles running backs and mccoy's pretty much i produced all of them maybe you try to trade mccoy i don't know mm. get cam meredith or something shit <laughs> uh all right we'll move on next we got jake versus joe uh another tough i mean it wasn't a super close game. It was just another tough loss for Jake after he started out hot, and he's lost a couple in the last few weeks. Uh, Rodgers and MVS didn't really produce much there. They didn't need to. Like we talked about, they leaned on the run game. Cole Beasley does exactly what he does most year or most games of a season when he's not putting up his one or two 30-point games. Humphreys uh, kind of came back down to earth, didn't really get those seven-plus targets he's been seeing the past few weeks. James White, finally. I mean, obviously, I did a good trade, guys. James White got seven points. <laughs> um, but oh my God. Yeah, tough to see there, especially when you lose it. Um, you know, with your other guys not producing, he's been one of your most reliable. Uh, Mike Davis is looking pretty good as long as he remains the starter. Kittle's been a monster, still his best uh Gift from the auto draft gods, and then Julio with another touchdown finally looks like he's getting back on board. Um, so I think you know, obviously, the Juju trade hurts him when Juju went off this week, but next week he'll get Sanders back and he's got Lindsey now Dalvin Cook. Um, so I think he'll be able to you know improve his team once he gets Julio back up in the receiver core and somebody else in the flex. Uh, do you want to break down Joe's side? Yeah, I mean, the, the real story for Joe is we talked about Kansas City's offense earlier. All those lack of production from the other guys pretty much went to Tyree Kill. Seven catches for 117 yards and two touchdowns. That's just ridiculous, especially in a game against Arizona where they're trying to salt the clock away. So talking about his boom-bust weeks, but it's usually more boom and, like I said, pre-salt floor. Antonio Brown pretty much doing average Antonio Brown things. Kamara, you know, we mentioned that Saints offense earlier. Um, he had a couple of weird games from OJ Howard, who that often just looked terrible against the skins and AP who, like I mentioned, missing a lot of offensive linemen, but like you say, he just needs a couple of those guys to boom and he'll hit 150 easily each week. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, and then yeah, your pick of the week last week, 
Oh, yeah. He uh, almost 15, so I'd say that's a success. He got the touchdown. Yeah, he got uh, the score for a little. Receptions weren't as high as you'd like to see, but, again, it was a pretty fairly low-scoring game. Um, you know, they didn't really need to do a whole lot uh, with Nick Chubb going off. So, yeah, good pick. Yeah. All right, we can move on next. We got Hop versus David. Ooh. The Beast. This, the other beast was taken down, and not beast in a good way, as in the disgusting, piece of, <laughs> you know, team that nobody wants to win. The villain uh, battle. Yeah, absolutely, group villain. I know it's. I mean, it's it's should say something when we're all rooting for David. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so on the side, Wilson's been kind of coming back to life, doing that second uh, half of the season bounce back that he seems to do in most of his recent seasons. Josh Gordon didn't do a whole lot. His reception floor is pretty low, but he got the yardage. I mean, still pretty promising. Robinson coming back from injury was huge for him. Um, it's tough to see the loss with a couple of players, like, blowing up. You know, Ed Gurley put up 25, which is a fairly low week for him. But, you know, Hop kind of hurt himself. He's playing Antonio Callaway, who's not been good all year. Uh, Eckler, we all kind of thought he would get a little bit more garbage time work, but another low-scoring game. Uh, and then the man in question, Peyton Barber. Uh, I think he's cemented it in everybody's minds now, maybe except Hops that he's not good. Um, I mean, but again, it, the only way I was looking at it that Hop could have won is if he played Barber over Eckler and then played uh, Ebron in his flex, and it's tough to flex two tight ends, uh, especially when you know you have Miller and other options. So I don't think it was going to happen for Hop. I, I don't think really even the best fantasy player makes that lineup out of the choices he had. Um, but, yeah, it's tough to see a lot of big scores and then just some really bad ones. Um, do you want to take David's side? Yeah, just quick on Hop's side. We actually had a call the morning of, like, should you start Peyton Barber or Miller? And I was talking about the upside of Miller, just, you know, you never know who's going to get it. a touchdown catch from Trubisky. Um, but in the end, he ended up starting Barber. But like you said, that probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have saved him. So, yeah. And like you said, you can't start Ebron over Hooper knowing, but it's whatever. Because right. David's team had a ridiculous score, like he was jerking himself off on the group. His running backs alone had 100 points combined. He's finally got a legitimate receiver in Juju to cover up people like Christian Kirk and Baldwin, who've been just very below average. Um, Greg Olson even threw in eight points, but his running backs, I mean, Brady had a pretty favorable matchup against the Giants, who are pretty, pretty soft run defense, but he was tearing it up. So when he stays healthy... When Zeke can get the opportunities and McCaffrey being the safest of the three, pretty scary team to deal with now that he has Juju. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, going back to your saying about Anthony Miller, I think he actually could be a really good option going forward. I think, you know, we saw Taylor Gabriel produce as a secondary receiver in the offense, even though Robinson was dealing with some injuries. But he's got um, – Miller has seven targets, seven targets, six and six the last four weeks. So um, – and he's produced – pretty good yards per catch numbers on that. Um, and he was really highly, you know, touted in the off season by a lot of scouts. So I think going forward, he actually might have some really good like wide receiver three upside. Yeah, I could see that, but I could see from hops perspective, why he wouldn't start two bears receivers, you know? Well, the game I lost to hop was cause I didn't want to start Taylor Gabriel and Jordan Howard and Trey Burton. So I definitely see it. I can't knock him for it. Yeah. But it's a lose, lose situation here. So, but David came out with the win. Yeah. All right, and finally we got you versus Jay here. Just a week full of upsets, aside from me, of course. I can't pull off anything. Um, 
you know, Tom Brady again. I told you when you made the trade, yeah. he has these weeks. He's going to, I mean, either between games where they don't need him or games where they're going to, you know, blow people out or get upset. They just, there's a lot of times when he's just really not needed because the Patriots are so good in so many different uh, facets of offense. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to have probably, you know, going forward with the Jets after the bye, probably don't, and don't see a huge score out of him. And the first week of the playoffs, Miami, probably just going to run it with Sony Michelle, Buffalo in the finals. Uh, yeah. You know, you're not – I might look to pick somebody else up off the wire, maybe get Trubisky if he's still out there. I haven't looked. Um, just has some depth there because, you know, that's going to be – it's going to be hard to not play Tom Brady, but that's, you know, what you're going to get out of him, and he does it every year. Um, but going on, I don't want to keep <laughs> knocking on him. Um, Keenan Allen's finally come back to life, got in the end zone. Boyd, I think I talked about it last week, was going to have a tougher matchup than people thought um, without AJ to take off the, uh, you know, primary coverage there. Trey Collins was a really big letdown. Um, you know, we thought maybe since Dez wasn't playing that he was going to still have a little bit of a role, but he didn't even get targeted. Uh, James Conner got a concussion, but he should be back this week. He should have had a better, you know, game of first down game from Barkley all season. Um, really, really tough to see Ertz put up 40 points and not get a win here. Um, but the Jets defense looked to be a bad move. That was That was a tough one. I mean, I should have, you know, Given you my take on that with uh, what I – I mean, I did say, what's his name, uh, Barkley was going to get a few touchdowns because I thought he had some sneaky upside there, but not 41 points. I mean, you still expect to get five to eight out of them, so that that's tough to see. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, all right. You can break down Jay's side here if you'd like. I'll, sorry to make you uh, compliment the victor here. It's okay. I'm about two seconds away from dropping Brady, so whoever wants him can have him probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, David's receiving core, you know, after he got rid of the sort of weaker producing people and people in new situations to get Corey Davis, the number one wide receiver in a newly revamped Tennessee offense. Looks great as ever. Devonta Adams, pretty much a solid floor of 19, putting up 21. Cooks look good in this game. It looks good for the rest of the season with Cup being out, kind of has, you know, him and Woods are going to be competing for targets, but that offense, no shortage points. Uh, the PC really stole. Joe Mixon had a down game like we thought against New Orleans pretty stout run defense. Deion Lewis got shut down relatively by New England because they just didn't really need him to, you know, catch a bunch of passes going up so early with Corey Davis. Uh, Vance McDowell got that one random touchdown Jay just seems to have a knack for predicting guys with two catches and one touchdown. <laughs> uh, Lockett had a good game. I wasn't expecting a lot of yards and touchdown. It's it's tough. And then yeah. Yeah, Chargers defense against Oakland. That's a prime matchup. So yeah, well, good I'm job, sure. good job tricking people, Jay. Yeah, you do you do it with the best of them. Uh, yeah. Well, with the tight end, I mean, with how thin that position is, if you don't have one of the top three, all you really need is a catch for a touchdown. I'll finish in the top. 10 you know um but yeah i agree jay had a good week Corey davis if he keeps doing this shit it's definitely gonna look like he stole that shit from kurt uh we, nobody expected that against stefan gilmore but he had his number you know so we'll see what are you, jay does are you ready to say that was a steal uh i mean if if cory davis continues to produce i'll say it was a steal again I, i'm not saying it was the worst trade on kurt's part i i just it's it's tough, man. It's, for it's, me, for it's me in my mind, Corey, Corey Davis and Tate are pretty much the same value. 
new receiver in different situation with competition. Corey Davis being the number one receiver in a bad situation. Pretty much the same. So essentially got Mixon for Landry and Alex Collins, who's not even, you know, low-end RB2 maybe. Yeah, Alex Collins has, has been trending upwards, and they've been leaving him in on the goal line. So I think he, going forward, is actually – But he didn't need – like, he already has carry-on and Gordon. Why not just get a better receiver, which is right. his goal? Right. No, I I agree. It wasn't the best. Uh, and like Jay said, kind of the same thing that happened with me is that, you know, we proposed a trade just kind of as a throw it out there and expect to get a counter and Kurt just sends it and accepts it where he's really got to even even if even what he has to understand is even if you get a trade offer that you think is a good deal, you should always counter with something and try to get more value if you can. So, yeah. You know, he, he's too eager to change up his team that he's not trying. He's not, he, And he's too worried about the person dropping out of trade negotiations that he's not willing to get the most value he can, um, which is, you know, you really have to find that balance. Yeah, and I get that. But when you're dealing with a piece like Mixon, you got to be got to be thinking about that. Yeah, I think maybe he was just undervaluing him with the injury risk and, uh, you know, some t- tough matchups coming up. But yeah. you'll have to sell as high as you can. Um, all right. Well, finally, we can talk about your thievery. Uh, Shit. <laughs> well, you know, again, I seem to be sticking up for everybody in these trades because I can see where they're coming from. And it's hard to, you know, give uh, unbiased take on a trade if you're not in that person's position and with their record and, you know, with the varying levels of anxiety we all have about making <laughs> how much shit we've talked and, you know, how much we have to come through now. Um, I mean, Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, I've been kind of advocating a little bit against him. I don't think he's the type of receiver that can be a number one like AJ, and he's got Baltimore next week, Denver in two weeks. The Chargers have been mediocre, but uh, it's just not the best schedule, and he really benefited from running out of the slot and having AJ take coverage off of him, but I still think he's going to be usable going forward just from PPR floor. Cohen has been really usable. He had a couple down weeks, but they, you know, really don't want to use Jordan Howard much. And even with some tough matchups coming up, he's going to have a really solid floor there. Um, so it's really good running back help for him. And then he got Nick Chubb, so he can get away from the low floor of Duke Johnson and kind of get some upside there, which I think is a good move. Um, I think Duke, you know, everybody, he, he had the big week last week, but I think this week is more what you're going to see out of him going forward, maybe 10 to 15. Um, so just not really... Um, I mean, Joe's trying to play to win here, so he he's not going to get super high scores if he keeps having to play Duke every week. So, um, I mean, I, I get I, I get the idea. I think he could have gotten better return in the receiver department, but I mean, looking at Garrett's team, it's hard to find like you know another combination that would work there. Yeah, so because Keenan would have been too much for that. Right. So I don't think he got totally you know scammed, but I think. Garrett won the trade because he was in a you know place of leverage, which is how you have to play it. I mean, it, he does upgrade two positions. Like you said, Cohen and Chubb immediately plug into his running back and flex position. And Boyd, you know, definitely had a down game last week, but he's kind of had that – he's not as consistent, but has kind of had that boom-bust potential. Yeah. Um, Saints defense is a little underrated, so I think he'll produce more. I mean, you mentioned his two bad matchups, but he also has – Cleveland for two weeks and then Oakland. So not the worst schedule coming up. Right. But yeah, just to strike some fear into people's hearts, the lineup is now Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, James Connor, Barkley, Ertz, and Mack. 
that's not fair. <laughs> I mean, like literally you have a top top 10 slash top five option in every single position. Uh, that's, uh, that's correct. I mean, Marlon Mack is your weakest player in your flex. It's just, <sighs> I mean, you got old Kirk there. Oh, did you literally just drop Tom Brady? Oh no, he's on your bench now. No, I'm close though. If I saw someone I liked. Yeah. His I mean, cousins is consistent. Quarterback is your weakest position there. Um, Maybe I can get Kurt to give me someone good for Kurt Cousins. Yeah, right. If you uh, – and you got Greg. I mean, if you play your defenses right, I don't really see how you don't win the championship without see, a barring I'm, injury. I'm trying to get it to the point where I can just play whatever defense because I'm sick of defenses fucking me over. And that's been, like, the weakest point for me this whole year. Jacksonville was a letdown. Every defense I've streamed since has been a letdown. <laughs> you really – you got to put the time into that one, man. It's It's not – it's not as difficult as you think. I mean, it's easy for me to say after the fact. But the number you're going to tell me that the numbers didn't suggest that the Jets wouldn't demolish the Bills and at least get one turnover. Yeah, I mean they they obviously didn't project for getting zero points, but the upside was a little bit limited with a more experienced guy as opposed to like the reason. Just like a couple sacks, a turnover, like that right, right, no, no, definitely there was there was very little risk of what happened happening, but. uh I don't know, man. I mean, I don't think I've scored less than, like, 12 defensive points since week two. I'm just a defensive genius, man. Hire me, NFL. Shit. You wish. <laughs> All right. Do you have any closing comments to make? Uh, not much. Just quiet the haters with the trade talks because Jay stole more from – Jay and Jake stole more than me, for sure. Not even close. Yeah. You're literally having the fucking dream season right now. Your accidental RV that you drafted was going to be top three. <laughs> you got James Conner, which is a great move. And then, I mean, your trades and Marlon Mack. Fucking Christ, man. I didn't even want Ertz either. And he's on pace for 123 catches, so. Jesus. Well, I mean, we all, I can just win away the money now if you need <laughs> Now, let it, let it play out. See, let's see. I, I honestly think my dad has a pretty good job, too. With Aaron Jones, like, he is. Arguably a pretty strong lineup. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Thursday for the matchup previews. Uh, see if I'm going to go 1 and 10. <laughs> going to go double-digit losses for the first time in my fantasy career. We should bet if you have more wins than the Raiders by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right, guys.